recruiting is is really at its peak mm -hmm. uh, from what I've been recognizing. And it's it's really a million dollar industry right now. Plus, yeah. so. all right, Michael, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been a long time. I've known you for a while and to see the progress that you've made uh, along the past several years. And now you're one of the top tech recruiters right there at Belkin doing amazing things, helping individuals find their dream jobs. And uh, it's so awesome to have you. Thank you so much for, for joining us here today. Uh, it's been it's, it's a pleasure to to be here to be able to connect and to talk about what's been going on the past few years. I know it's been it's been a few again a few years since we last connected, and there's there's a great history there. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful to be able to connect with you on what's been going on, what I'm doing now, and you know the ins and outs of it. Just to be able to chat on on what's going on here at Belkin. Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Um, so let's jump right into what so. What is it that you're focused on right now? Well, you're a tech recruiter. We'll talk about the history on how we got there, but what is it that made you want to join Balkan in the first place? One of the biggest things that, you know, as I stepped into tech recruiting, I realized that I wanted to be a part of an organization that had a solid culture mm -hmm. and getting to know the management. That's been the biggest thing is the emphasis is creating an environment where Everyone is really growth-minded. That was something that was almost difficult to find in, in most companies. That's not really the case sometimes. I can't speak for all companies, but one of the things that I love about Belkin is, is that they're very growth-oriented with their organization. I mean, one of the things that stuck out to me a lot was they don't really have, quote-unquote, an HR team. They have a people organization, and that was the first, first time I heard that term huh. coined yeah. uh, more in, in just in any company to begin with. So I started to understand why that was the case because they, they wanted to really come about it differently. They wanted to, they, they created this, I guess, people organization that consisted of like talent acquisition, of course, within that umbrella, there's like technical recruiting, which I'm able to be a part of, but the reason why they have it set up that way is because it's they, they probably they, they, they want it to, to be inviting as well as they want to distinguish from other they want to distinguish themselves from other companies so that was actually one of the first questions i asked them when i was interviewing with them you know why is it that why is it that this is set up that way yeah. why, why is it that you call yourself a people organization which normally i would assume is the hr department and a part of that umbrella but Ultimately, they, they wanted to take a different approach and it just seems very progressive and mm -hmm. being able to connect with the management. It's just phenomenal where their mindset is at. Some of the initiatives they are taking on, again, bringing it back to just the culture, how, how much they're, they're very growth oriented. So yeah, that's, because that's a big thing. When I hear HR, obviously, there's a lot of different pillars that are underneath that umbrella. But when I hear HR, yeah. if I'm working for an organization, I'm thinking about who do I go for when I have an issue within our company. You know, I'm having an yeah. issue with my supervisor. I got to talk to someone above him. Let me go talk to HR. That's all you you think about with that term. But I love this whole people organization because yeah, it comes with so much more than that. Um, talking about your wins or talking about how um, I can advance within uh, within my role here to get to the next level. Maybe go to someone that's, that's organizing that entire uh, team, team structure. That's amazing. Um, and, and so in the previous company that you were with, was it labeled as HR or a, a different term as well? 
So the, the prior organization that I was with was was more just like your standard, not to say it's standard, but just more as a technical recruiter. Mm-hmm. In some aspects, I was handling, I was taking on the same level of responsibility, but in other aspects, I, I wasn't. So now just to give you some insight, there really wasn't an HR department uh, prior to where I was at. I mean, there's always HR, but it just wasn't, it wasn't as clear to me. So it was definitely a shift coming into Belkin where it was a lot more inviting in the sense where there's a peop- this is a people organization that's a lot more approachable. Yeah. Where prior it was mostly just you know re- recruiter, technical recruiter. That was that was my title. Uh, that was my essentially almost a year of working and staffing, getting my feet wet with that, understanding the ins and out of technical just the, the technical world. So that was. To me, that was a great experience. One of the things, one of the biggest takeaways I will say from working at uh, the judge group, which which was a staffing uh, agency I was a part of, was just how extensive the training is in a, in a positive way, of course. Yeah. How they break down, you know, from month to month, what it would look like to really step into the technical world because I had no prior experience to that. Hmm. Prior to that, I was working as a corporate recruiter it, it, one aspect to that was essentially I was a sales recruiter, so I would hire for a lot of both entry-level roles, uh, call center positions, outside sales roles later on in my time there with that company. But coming into the judge group, that's where one, one thing that I can positively take away was they had a, an extensive three-month training program to help me understand what, what it means to be a Java developer and just entering into this world that I had no knowledge of. So that that's one, despite, you know, just being a technical recruiter and not necessarily being in the umbrella of HR or now I'm a part of quote unquote, the people team yeah. here at Belkin, it still did a lot with being able to equip me to where I'm at now, which is something that I can definitely take away. And, and many can, you know, if they're stepping into staffing as well, Hopefully they can expect a similar experience where it's, you know, if you don't have any technical experience, some, if not most staffing companies will be able to equip you properly where you'll be able to understand it within less than a year, which is phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's kind of unheard of, but I mean, we're, we're kind of living in a world where we're now like recruiting is, is really at its peak. Uh, from what I've been recognizing, and the, it's it's really a million dollar industry right now. Plus, yeah. so it's been great to see that, and, and that was a great overall experience. And the, there's distinctions there, of course. Yeah, because I mean, this whole world it's also new to me. Um, I got yeah. into something similar. I mean, I'm not a recruiter myself. I'm not in the recruiting industry, but I do work with the company that we we help uh, individuals that are in that space. Um, but it, it was very amazing for me to just. Uh, for it to open up my eyes to this world of like, wait, what do you mean people can't just go and apply for these jobs and that was it? And then, you know, they get a yes or no, whether they're hired or not. There's very extensive process. Like you need the recruiter, yeah. you need to talk to the hiring managers, you need to talk to, in this case, the engineering, um, the director of engineering that's going to interview you as well. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a minute. But it's like, it's a full-blown process from start to finish, from from application to getting an offer letter that I wasn't even aware of, I'm sure um, you started understanding when you got into the judge group. Um, but uh, we'll put a pause to that for a moment. Let, let's back up a little bit further <laughs> than that. Um, the way that I know Michael is uh, he was actually one of my students at uh, uh, in high school where I went there and I coached the memory team. 
I know it's kind of weird, um, but I'm a memory athlete. I teach people how to memorize things very quickly. And uh, he was one of the individuals there. He was a part of the, the A team um, that we took yeah. to New York. And they actually ended up with no experience prior to, right? Prior to uh, us starting this this competition, this event, um, uh, this team, we went to New York at the national competition at the USA Memory Championship, and they ended up taking home the gold medal, Michael and uh, a few other uh, memory athletes that we took from Bow High School over there, um, took the medal in in numbers. Um, talk to me a little bit about that, because uh, it's been a few years, but what was that experience like for you? Um, I'm just curious to see like the insides of now, you know, obviously you graduated, you went on, you're very successful uh, in this field, but um, it's interesting for me to see like what type of impact uh, was being made back then. Um, what was that experience like yeah. for you? Yeah, absolutely. It was really pivotal thinking back now, really understanding the value behind mentorship and coaching. And it's something that I have carried with me now just it's definitely changed into where I'm at in my career now, realizing then as I take, as I take a step back, I I've realized the importance of having someone that you can go under their wing hmm. and how impactful that can be with someone experienced and knowledgeable in a specific area or career and how that transfer of knowledge can, can do a lot for you to this day. That is my fun fact to, almost everyone <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah to this day that is my fun fact for the organization that i joined that's what i shared in my interview process with belkin huh. <laughs> and that's essentially what i share with almost any new group um, outside of work as well you know and, and it's something to this day that i'll still and moving forward that i'll still always carry with me mm -hmm. because again it was pivotal for me where i think for the first time you were able to believe in our in us as a team as a unit and pour into us teach us equip us coach us where now being in my career and really taking a deeper step into uh this the world of recruiting and talent acquisition i realized that positions can be obtained as long as you have the right mentorship the right coaching and the time and effort that you put into something. So right. back then, it, it's surreal to think that we were able to accomplish what we accomplished. But of course, looking at it, it's because we had someone to walk us through that, to guide yeah. us, to encourage us, as well as to inform us throughout, yeah. the, you know, understanding that process. So it, it's really empowering now in, in the field that I'm in now, because I think about, you know, what, what could the next five years look like? And realistically it can really be stepping into operations myself being a director in in recruiting and talent acquisition and and i wholeheartedly believe that that's definitely possible because of even a moment like that that's that really feels like a core memory so hmm. it it was you know it, it was really helpful and i'm glad that we're able to connect now and really recap and regroup after yeah. such a long time that's awesome. Thank you so much for, you know, for that. And, um, yeah, I think about that. I have the medal actually right here. Look at this. Remember this? This is you. <laughs> you got no this. Way. <laughs> Look at this. It's a team USA. I'll put it up there, but I'll put it here as well. This is your medal. I still have it. Wow. 20, March 29, 2014. 
team speed numbers event. This was Michael's medal right here. That's cool. Um, do you remember that day? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that overall trip. I remember that was the first time that I've ever really had. I I got to travel out of state. My mom was a liaison. Oh yeah. And we stayed a little bit longer. So to right. this day, I, I'm able to kind of really hold those memories dear to me. That that was a great time, and yeah. just the overall process. I still get questions to this day when I do share that fun fact. Like, how did you do it? Do you still remember yeah. those things? I'm like. <laughs> I wish I could, <laughs> but it takes consistent effort right, right. and time. You know, you have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. So it, it I, I still remember that day so clearly. I still remember that time leading up to it, the time just, you know, we spent as a group just being able to focus and thinking about, okay, we can potentially win this. Can we win this? And, and to that moment where we stepped on stage and they announced us as winners, that was great. And, mm-hmm. and again, I think that's really important for for you know someone that's that's young, that's out there, that's maybe even still going through that process of coming out of college or stepping into college, or you know, if I can really share some insight, yeah, definitely, those things do matter. You know, those projects you work on prior to stepping into your career, those those trips that you take uh, to compete, like I was able to do. And having those connections, you know, prior to even stepping into college or while in college, those, those those things are valuable because they can really be a part of like this memory that you can look back to as to what you accomplished and what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. And it can kind of help you get further than where you think you can go. And, and again, when I think back to a memory like that, you know, as silly as this is, but if I'm running and I'm like at mile four, I'm like, I'm going to go for mile five. Mm-hmm. I remember, and I'll think back, Hey, I remember when I pushed myself. Mm-hmm. So again, for anyone, I think out there, that's listening, that's more of a younger audience. Like it, those things really do matter. Those projects you take on mm-hmm. uh, those, you know, while in high school and in college can really set you up for success later in life where it, it really feels surreal as to the position that you're in, that you'll be in and in the position that I'm in now. And I think it's, you know, the reason why, I believe I'm in the position that I'm in now is, is, is really those collective memories and the people that I've met along the way. Yeah, definitely. That, that memory, people along the way. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm helping my niece right now. She's about to transition into high school, going into ninth grade. And uh, it's, I was reflecting back on this myself where they're closing down a Macy's that I used to work at when I was in high school um, back home in California. And I was driving by it and it's like, you see the fork, you know, closing, everything must go sign. And I walked in there and I'm like, man, I used to work here. But back then I thought, okay, this is just a job. This is just a paycheck. But when you think back on even that like little job where it really, it doesn't matter much, right? Or at least you thought it didn't matter much in the moment. You're like, I'm just collecting this paycheck so I can go out on the weekend and go make my car payments or whatever. But if you think back to even that and your first job, you got out of high school, out of college, um, doing these different activities, different events. Maybe it was joining the band. Maybe it was playing a sport like football, basketball, whatever it was. And for me, it was like all the little things, clocking in, clocking out, making sure that yeah. I'm folding the clothes the right way, putting it where it was at, where it's supposed to be at, the customer service um, aspect of it, where I'm communicating with people, I'm networking, um, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm hearing the complaints that customers are having. So all of that 
and, and then moving forward, I got into you know other forms yeah. of of sales later on as well, where you're you're talking to people in a unique way, trying to recruit them into different businesses. But um, right. all of that plays a part in in your growth. Um, yeah. And and it will help you, and that's what I try to instill that in my niece right now as well. Like, oh, I don't want to take this class and that class. I'm like, it's not about the class. It's about you, like just taking something, even if you don't want to, but doing your absolute best to making sure that at the end of it, you're like, I did my best in that subject, whether I got an A, whether I got a B, a C, whatever it was, but I gave it my be best, and that is what's gonna help you forward in anything you do later on in life. Um, so out of high school, out of college. I know you uh, you were doing a few different uh, like businesses yeah. and uh, different ventures like a lot of us that were just trying to figure things out. But once yeah. you finally got into the judge group, like what made you decide to th that you wanted to go down this path of possibly being a tech recruiter even before joining it? But you're like, you know what, I, this is interesting. Like what, what sparked that curiosity in you to want to like pursue that further? Yeah, I think the biggest thing initially, I, I wanted to as you probably, when we used to connect, uh, even a couple of years ago, I, I wanted to run my own company. I wanted to lead a, lead a, I wanted to lead a group. I wanted to uh, be able to go ahead and provide direction in some way. And, and ultimately I wanted to have like, a, at least from my personal view, it doesn't have to be anyone else that's, that's listening, but I wanted to have more of like a marketplace ministry. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to, you know, that for me, my, my purpose is through my faith, but it doesn't again have to be for anyone, but I ultimately want I feel the need to really connect with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I, I love being able to connect with people. And that, I think that's a big part as to why I'm, I'm at where I'm at now. I recognize that I can build solid connections with people. I recognize that right out of college, you know, again, uh, as you had mentioned, I was stepping into other ventures, uh, businesses and other ideas that I did have. And that really set me up in a way where I realized you know, if I can network with people, if I can grab a cup of coffee with someone uh, mm -hmm. and talk to them about what's going on in their life and help them out and try to steward my skills in terms of communication in some way, how can I do that on a larger scale? So mm. aside from being, you know, I think most of us are either, you know, process oriented or more result oriented in some manner, but I wanted to, you know, now where I'm at now with Belkin, thinking about the future, you know, I want to be able to step into to something where whether it's one day being like the VP of talent acquisition or stepping into a role like that, the reason why I want to step into that is primarily because I, I want to be able to impact an organization on a larger scale, on a global scale. And the reason that came about as well is because I realized that what what it, what a one-on-one -on -one connection can do for a person and how if you can create a culture that's inviting and how important that can be right so for me i i love people and i love what instilling a culture with intentionality can do mm -hmm. and i feel like that can it, it can make people feel like they're really not working and if you can sustain a culture like that which i hope one day that i can create or i can employ or lead people in a way where they feel not only like it's family but ultimately that they can feel productive in what they're doing and they can find purpose in, in what they're doing even in the mundane to me that's encouraging to me that brings meaning so for me my my why is to to do something outside of myself and to to be able to go ahead and even through work 
minister to people in some way. Right. And, and to me, that's, to me, it's kind of hard. I, I think for some of us, it may be hard to think, how can my purpose be in work if sometimes all it's going to do is create a paycheck? And it's, some of us are in different seasons where that, that may be the case where, Hey, I'm at this job because I need to pay the bills X, Y, and Z, but you, you can definitely find meaning in that. And I feel like that's a big part of what I want to do. I love people and being able to lead people on a larger scale is definitely something I can see myself doing. Yeah, I can see it for sure. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's already happening. Um, that's your, the next stage and the next phase of your evolution is definitely to go down that path. Um, and you're doing it day by day. Uh, what do you, when you were prior to Belkin, when you were doing, uh, working at the judge group, what made you want to keep going and, and talking to people? Like what, what were some of those, like those moments that just made you smile when you were t talking to someone, even let's think back to the first placement that you made, you know, you got your first rec, you're your first like, okay, Michael, this is it. You're on your own. Go and find someone that fill, uh, that can, uh, fill this position or that, you know, it's perfect for this position. What was that like for you when you got the first individual to, to go from a candidate to finally giving them an offer? I was like, finally, <laughs> but I, I learned a lot through that. One of the, I still remember to this day, it was, I believe like a senior software engineer with specific, like a text specific, it was a niche skill set that they were looking for. And at the end of it, I, I felt grateful that I was able to connect with this person along the way, because one of the things that I've, I've realized is that the market is incredibly competitive and people are interviewing with multiple companies. Mm -hmm. So it, I learned how to really build fast relationships within, within my time at judge, uh, not only fast relationships, but meaningful ones as well, where my first placement was, it was so interesting because again, just being able to work with them on like what they're going to earn and all these other, all these other aspects to it one thing stuck out to me about the specific candidate actually uh i can share this cat this person actually works at ingram micro now and still there they were taking on a 12 plus month contract mm -hmm. but one thing that really stuck out to me is how i'm not saying easy it is to break into the technical world mm -hmm. but this person didn't have a like an official college degree wow and they primarily took classes to get a certification so it really impacted me in a positive way because i thought i've been connecting with this guy and then my account manager and i scheduled to actually have lunch with him hmm. one of the nicest people that i've met and even since then i you know still followed up with this guy afterwards and a lot of it is maintaining those relationships even afterwards but I mean, as much as the relationship did impact me, it also helped me realize that, you know, if someone is out there and they don't, they feel like there's this gap between where they're at and, you know, this industry and technology, just realize there are people out there that didn't go to college mm -hmm. and still made it into the technical world as an engineer or developer but they, they took different steps. You know, they were able to get a, a couple certifications, like their AWS certification and other ones. And it led them to being a part of a solid organization. Ingram Micro is actually, I believe, another consumer electronics company mm -hmm. uh, within that industry. I, I believe that's the industry that they're in. But 
what I learned from that as well is that if again, if you wanted to seriously take another career trajectory, another career route, that you can do that. It's just gonna take yeah. a lot more effort and intentionality to do so. But uh, I, I'm still impacted by that because this, you know, I asked him, I was running his background and they're like, I was like, hey man, by the way, they're asking for like your education, your, your you know, your, your transcripts for college. And he's like, hey, I, I didn't go to college. And I was like, wow. You're like, I wasted my time. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wow. You know, and and just to get some insight in the technical world, as as you know, Louis, I mean, these are high paying jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. for architects, for people that are like senior or developers, senior software engineers, you know, Python, senior senior Python developers, you know, et cetera. These, These are people that are, that are high income earners and being able to, take a step back, see what I was offering him or what judge with the contract that we were offering him. It, it really opened my eyes as to, okay, you know, it feels like there's this gap, mm-hmm. but someone, if they wanted to, could take those steps. So it was really reassuring. So what was it that made, um, is it Ingram? Ingram want to hire him, even though there was that gap of let's say, education experience. Like why, why did they take their chance uh with him or or, or a, a judge like where they're like yeah let's give him a chance what was the reasoning for uh, that he, he was very personable mm. as well as he he was still able to go ahead and start from the ground up with his ex- experience so it started as like a service desk technician and then he jumped into mm. it so a lot of it was just him being able to have the right door open and mm. sometimes you know that can take networking having the right connections but he had the right experience without the education yeah and even to this day something that most engineering or i'm not i don't want to speak for all engineering teams from you know throughout the board but i think in a time right now where it really is a candidate driven market that's another thing too for managers out there to to really think about and to consider you know what are areas that we can make sacrifices on when it comes to finding talent. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those areas, education, just because someone has a computer science degree or maybe rather than a, an engineer, I mean, engineering, it, depending on what that would look like, where are we willing to make sacrifices if someone has four plus years of experience in what you're looking for? So, you know, it was really clear to see, it looked like another thing too, that they're willing to, to hire him because of the experience rather than the education. Yeah, and that makes sense too. Uh, I follow a few people on on LinkedIn, and actually just today, uh, individual he posted on there like his title is he works at Google and he's like senior architect designer or something like that. Like he has, he's in the tech space at Google, and then he wrote a comment like I don't have a degree, and I was like, and you yeah. work at Google, and like what? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it company that I'm in, Wobin, uh, we helped one of our clients to to find someone. We call them hidden gems, but it was something similar. Like he was a the individual was a truck driver, like zero zero college experience. Like he didn't even take his first class, and he went through the process. And they ended up hiring him because he knew what he was doing. He took every yeah. single time that he, he he had a a break from driving, he was taking his online courses. He was learning how to code on his own, spending hours and hours learning how to code. Uh, so that's, uh, there's so many of these like hidden gems, these individuals that uh, you can't just spot from looking at a resume. 
you know? Yeah. Or, or at times, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've ran into something like this where an uh, individual, he's like highly experienced, has all the technical requirements, but maybe they're just not that great at writing resumes. <laughs> um, yeah. So they leave gaps uh, on there where you're like, why didn't you put that on there? You should have put that on there. This could have gotten you this this job or this other job. Um, have you uh, ran into many people like that where they are like even overqualified, but they just, you know, maybe they're not the best at, uh, at writing resumes? Yeah, I I haven't ran that ran into that that much. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that the discussion that I usually have or normally would have is is more just gaps in, in a resume. Either, I mean, most people, if not all, everyone, was impacted by COVID. So yeah. the biggest thing that I that I will see will be like a year or two gap between 2020 and now. Yeah. So that's usually what I address, and I'll go up to bat for them. Uh, I did that a lot, especially working at Judge. Uh, not so much now working with working at um, Belkin. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was working at Judge, that's one of the it was that it was that that I ran into, and as well as working in staffing, there's a lot of contract to contract. So, if you're working with a company, I used to run into this too with companies like Ticketmaster, where if we're hiring for again a full-time permanent position, they don't want to see those things. Yeah. It, or they may not want to see those things. They want to see you know someone with you know five years at Apple, you know, mm-hmm. as a software engineer or like an iOS developer. So there are things to look out for. The thing that I've I've had experiences where I've had an Android developer that's going to get hired at a fintech company, where the biggest concern was why is there, why is this person jumping from contract to contract? But the thing is, is that you have to really bat for those people as well because maybe that's all that they, that maybe that's their preference as well as maybe that's, you know, all they could really take on at the time mm-hmm. um that's all that was really offered and then it just kind of became this trend so being able to get clarity and honestly it's collaborating with those people that you source that you connect with and letting them know hey i, I want to be able to bat for you but tell me a little bit why you know being able to dig a little bit deeper and when you do that you can go ahead and connect with the account manager the account executive or go directly to the source which is the engineering manager or that manager specifically so mm-hmm. I think that's one thing too. That's one thing that I've run into where I have that for candidates that have maybe, well, the term is called job hoppy yeah. and they were able to get an interview up until an offer. So mm. being able to, I've had to be mindful as uh, with that, as well as with the other example that I provided someone that was impacted through COVID or maybe they were laid off or yeah. maybe they, you know, their situation changed. However, I'll ask questions like, hey, I see that you weren't working here for a year. You know, you haven't been working for a year or so. Uh, and this is mainly in staffing where I ran into this, but I'll ask, hey, did you work on other projects? Were you still coding? Like, were you still working on personal yeah. projects? You know, just so I can go ahead and really show that there's still some things that you were doing. Because again, like you said, Lewis, it's not everything is shown on paper. And it's important to be mindful at that again it's a candidate driven market as well as we're building relationships with people and we want we don't want to disconnect from them or leave a bad taste in their mouth just because just because one thing is going the other way so yeah exactly um 
and now you're at Belkin. You're you're hiring individuals all the time, or you're taking them from that initial stage. You know, moving them forward. Um, what is it that that you love now about about this experience that you're having at, at Belkin? Um, I'm sure it's like evolved over the uh, since your start from that first interview, from that first job placement till now, like what is it that you, that gets you still going, waking up out of bed to, to still help uh, these candidates to get their jobs? Yeah, absolutely. And for the, like I was saying in the beginning, it's very much growth oriented where now it's, I get to be able to not only hire talent, but really collaborate with the managers on the specifics of what they're looking for. You know, when I was at the judge group, I would go on intake calls in qualified positions, uh, asking those questions. Now I get to do it directly with the hiring manager. That's the hiring manager. That's, of course, that difference. But what really gets me going, especially connecting with these candidates, is how Belkin really sells itself. You know, that's the one thing. So people coming into this, uh, they know the brand. They, yeah. They've either used Belkin products before or they're excited about stepping into the position because they've heard great things about it. Mm. We have like a partnership with Apple. So people recognize that it's a good way to get your foot in the door uh, as well as growing your career. So that was one of the big, that was one of the things that was told to me, like, Hey, Belkin does sell itself in some ways. Um, and, and there's a lot of career trajectory that's visible. So that's one great thing that really gets me excited to talk to candidates because when I talk to someone about the position, I always get this response like, yeah, of course I've heard of the company. So whenever I start my conversations or I'm screening someone, uh, I'm like, hey, tell me what you know about Belkin. They're like, I've heard X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, that's great to know. Um, So it's just a difference because I remember working at the first company that as a recruiter, uh, it was like a payment processing company, like a merchant services company. And I'd be like, so tell me what you heard, have heard of this company. And they're like, nothing. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 and it's great really to see that shift. But I mean, again, it does have like any company, there's always going to be challenges in the TA side. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I did want to address other great things that I've been able to experience is that I'm not saying staffing companies don't focus on this, but you know, it's really great to see how, we're constantly just working on spearheading projects like DEIB, diverse, diversity, inclusion. You know, how are we connecting with candidates and going, even looking at a, a pool when it, with, of diversity, you know? So, it, mm-hmm. so we have a manager, even with Belkin, that's, that's really leading this. And it's really cool to see that because we get to collaborate with him as well as, you know, him collaborate with the talent acquisition team on recruiting talent. Uh, but not only talent, but being able to make it inclusive. So yeah. that's another thing, you know, for me, that's, that's like, okay, not only am I working as a strategic sourcer slash recruiter, but I'm also being intentional with who am I bringing to Belkin? You know, who am I introducing right. to Belkin? And it's so cool how when someone's a new hire, you know, there's this large introduction. It's, it's such like a home-like feel. So, and we're constantly improving the, the experience for a new employee. Mm-hmm. So that it's just, it's night and day, you know, as to working for a large organization, um, again, being able, like we're, there are things coming down the pipeline where we're looking to give our career page and like a facelift where we're, we're trying to really go ahead and 
lean on the brand that we that we're a part of and as well as highlight specific things as you know as Belkin has a lot of things that we can continue continue uh, continue to highlight so it's just it's a lot more different there's a lot more projects to be able to work on to think on um Mm -hmm. as well as you know Belkin has not necessarily been a company that has hired entry level so that's been the shift as well where you'll work for a staffing agency where it's it's okay with like you'll have a mix of recs that you'll work with and some of them are entry level you know most belkin roles are are not entry level so even having ideas in mind company-wide as to like hey what does that look like for us to create programs you know to offer opportunities for those coming out of college so right. you know i feel grateful that in the near future um tbd when we'll be able to do things like that if we'll be able to do things like that mm-hmm. so it's it, it's it's night and day definitely working for you know a company as large as Belkin, um and still you know staffing is huge mm-hmm. so it, it's just different different approach to it all yeah it, it sounds like there is a different like having that name recognition is huge I'm not saying it's going to make your job easier, but it, it definitely helps. <laughs> it helps <laughs> when a candidate knows who you are um, and you don't have to necessarily pull them too much and drag them to the finish line, but they want yeah. to actually, you know, be there, be at the company. They've heard already great things from others and maybe are already worked there um, or from what you're telling them. Does it actually make your job easier as someone that's out there fishing or going out there and finding this talent? Or is it more like your job now consists of, of going through um, people that are applying online on the Balkan website. So it makes your job a little bit easier that way, or are you still out there hunting on, on LinkedIn and whatnot? Yeah, that's a good question. So it's yes and no, a mix of both. I'd say more on the, like, account, like I'd say product net, like product developments, like more on the product side, as well as accounting, as well as like marketing, everything aside from engineering, you know, we'll have an influx of applicants where I'll be able to manage those pipelines it's just it's it really comes down to engineering and hmm. uh, how there's so many open positions throughout the country so it is still competitive it right. is still competitive because you know there's over like 300 positions that we've seen on linkedin for like a let's say example android developer you know yeah. so as much as belkin does have that name i think it's the same thing for even like for for instance google uh, and I believe Apple, they're having their employees go back on site. So every company, I think in some aspect is kind of going through, their employees are going through some level of change. And, and there's things that they're looking for that that they may have, but we don't have or vice versa. Like we have that they don't have. So there's this just little minor details. Uh, it's It's more on the specifics of the role, like is the position remote? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it hybrid? Is it on site? So those things can pose as challenges. Uh, but overall, you know, it, that's where, you know, I can come in as well as leverage LinkedIn to to bring in talent. And, right. and that's been great. I've had experience using LinkedIn uh, recruiter for, for over a year now, like some time now. So being able to be intentional with messaging, sourcing, and building a pipeline, that's something that I've been able to do. Uh, for the you know engineering side of of things so more on the engineering is where we still have to be i still have to be more strategic in my sourcing yeah i'm excited i'm hearing that 
across the board. I talked to a lot of recruiters, uh, even on the engineering side. I'm talking to a lot of VPs of engineering, directors of engineering, and it's, it's a challenge across the board from enterprise companies, scale-ups, unicorns, you name it, startups. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 an issue. I was just thinking, like, maybe, you know, Balkan and Apple, Google, uh, it's easier. But no, like you're saying, everyone's, um, they're competing. Because even if Google, they go... Uh, everyone back in the office uh, candidates are like no i, I like i like working yeah. remote <laughs> i'm not going back in i'll go to another company even though they're you know they're a startup or they're maybe a, a scale up and they're growing i'd rather go work for them because uh, they're allowing me to work from wherever i'm in hawaii right now <laughs> working on yeah. my laptop um so what would you get i'll, I'll wrap this up here and i could i could talk to you for hours about this and many <laughs> other things but uh, i know you have to go as well uh, take care of business but uh, one last thing what advice would you give to someone that was applying, say a role at Balkan, Android developer, or any other tech roles that you need uh, to be filled. Someone's applying at your job, or you're you're looking for them. Like, what is it that you would recommend for them to even put on the resume, or what uh, for them to have uh, an exceptional interview experience when they come and interview with you or your hiring manager? Yeah, I'd say one thing is just to be flexible. You know, managers are sometimes busy. Things might, you know, t- the processes may take some time, especially for a company like Belkin and as well as larger companies. So being flexible and open-minded as well as really bringing your authentic self and expressing passion as to why you want to work for a company. Uh, From the time that I've had thus far with Belkin, it's been a short period of time and I'm excited for my time to continue to, you know, to continue to grow with the company. But one thing that I have heard from a couple of, if not a few hiring managers in different departments is they, they want someone that is essentially the self-starter, but also importantly is someone that's expressing passion in their work that want that, you know, essentially a passionate person. Uh, it's a very niche company, you know, working on the consumer electronics side. So the biggest thing that I've seen them that they want to understand is why, why do you want to work here? You know, like what, are you going to bring to the table in the sense like why are you passionate about Belkin? Hmm. So if and I think that can stem from just being your authentic self and genuinely coming up with reasons as to why this is a company that you can see yourself developing in. Because you so, know now more on the TA side, like we you know we look at things like if someone has eighty percent of the requirements, we'll bring them on board. But if they have like if they're missing a couple areas which can happen in more of the recruiting process when we're bringing someone aboard. If there's a couple of things that are missing, now we're identifying, well, okay, what are the intangibles uh, for this person? And, and that's what they'll identify more than anything else. And that's the feedback that I've been getting. I see. Um, going back to how you said the passion, is it necessarily the passion of working at Balkan specifically or the passion at the job itself regardless of Balkan or any other company, like they're just passionate to be developers. They're passionate to be an engineer. They're passionate about coding every day or like they have to know. That's like a, you would give them more points if they actually knew what this specific role entails and why they're passionate about that specific role. Yeah, to clarify why they're passionate about that specific role. Got you. That's good. So And consumer electronics too from, mm. from what I'm getting as well. Okay. There you go. That's uh, some great tips, great advice. Um, know the company, not only before you're applying, yeah. but also before you start interviewing, know what they do, 
why you want to go and, and, and what you can contribute to make sure, making sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're fulfilled, but also that job that you're going to take on is going to help the company as a whole. Um, so that's amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michael, uh, for, for being on and being a guest here on the show. And I uh, can't wait to possibly have you on for, for round two in the future. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great reconnecting and, uh, yeah, hope it added some value, but again, oh, I definitely did. <laughs> pleasure connecting again. And I'll put, uh, are you okay? If uh, we share some of your links, if people want to go and talk with you, maybe they want, they see some of the jobs and they're like, you know what, let me go talk to Michael. How can I get into Balkan? How can they contact you? Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, okay. you can go, I actually have a couple of positions on my LinkedIn page. Um, you can add me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Michael Bravo. Um, you can even look up Belkin and I think the network of employees add me on there. Uh, and if you have a resume, you want to send me your way. Um, my work email is michael.bravo at belkin.com. So if you see any positions that you like uh, and you feel like you might be a great fit for that, reach out to me. We'll, we'll have a conversation and we'll see if it makes sense. Awesome. Go contact Michael. <laughs> He's your guy. Uh, he'll help you out through, throughout the whole process. All right, Michael, thanks so much. And I hope uh, you and the family have an amazing weekend. Talk soon. Likewise. All right. Bye.